Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. The Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all the usual social media outlets. Do your bit to support us on Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Twitter, Twitch and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Give us a like, share, subscribe and join our flourishing community of not just wrestling fans, but gamers, podcasters, musicians and more. It's all about the budge. See what I did there? Keeping it, keeping it current. Um, hi everybody, it is Monday, you know what that means. It's the Untitled Wrestling Podcast AEW Review Show. I am joined as always by Aaron, the Statman Suckliffe. Aaron, how's it going mate? Um... Actually, it's Courtney Kirk here. It says, it says Courtney it's on the Zoom because you've not turned yeah, Does she yeah. pay for it? Is that why you've got to keep it like Courtney? Well, she doesn't pay for it. It's free. It's just that she uses it for work every day, I think. Maybe, probably. I don't, know. I don't question it. Fair enough. I'm also joined by professional Griff Garrison cosplayer Jay Luft. How's it going? Who the fuck is Jay Luft? Uh, wow. Who the fuck's Aaron Jr.? Um, <laughs> Uh, I'll, I'll have you know, Griff uh, cosplays as me. Yeah, Con- I mean, you're, yeah, right I mean, you're older, that makes you feel worse. So, there, there we go. There you go. <laughs> right, uh, we'll go straight into Dynamite then, shall we? Uh, because they, they really did here. There was no, they actually, very sensibly, I thought, they put the um, the entrances up on YouTube, didn't they? Like live before the show started. I didn't realize he'd done that. Yeah, which no, is quite cool because it's you know, well, I mean, it cut about ten minutes off the um, off the show, which is probably a good thing because this show was jam packed. Yeah, I just seen it on BD to be honest, just yeah. too quick. Yeah, I love um, I love when Adam Cole's in the ring, <laughs> like the the crowd to do the Adam Cole baby, and like Mike Jackson's like, wow, that's really loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the most over man in all of the wrestling. Yeah, so this is these. It was obviously it was in Philly this week, so obviously the crowd were very, uh, very into it uh, in in the way that a Philadelphia crowd tends to be. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, so we started out with the the mega match. So that's Kenny Omega, Adam Cole, and the Young Bucks versus Brian Danielson, Christian Cage, and Jurassic Express, uh, specifically Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. Mm-hmm. I don't think Marcus Dunn's recovered from being thrown into like low orbit by Wardlow the other week. He was getting thrown about this weekend at season. I, I was going to say Chris Dickinson, like, yeah. oh. <laughs> I loved the in, yeah. in the Wardlow match. You put like a screenshot of it. It was like him in the mid air and Wardlow, with, like his hands in like a weird position underneath him, and he just said, "Look, I'm, a, I'm pizza dough." <laughs> <laughs> Look like Wardlow tossed like a pizza. It was great. Um, so it was a fair height, ridiculous. If you zoom out on a wider angle, you can see Dante Martin just like floating around up there watching the match. <laughs> just float, just float <laughs> 20 feet, yeah. Just for that. Just watching the match. Uh, yes, getting to this match. Then this match was, yeah, it was just it was just madness, wasn't it? It was just a big old. It's 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 an AW multi-man match featuring it, those are the top was, guys. You know exactly yeah. what you're going to get. Any time you get an eight-man tag with the Young Bucks, you know it's going to be absolutely fucking wild, and it was. Every time, like Brian Danielson's music hits, I still got like a weird pang of excitement. Yeah. Because I almost like I almost forget, and then like I remember every time he comes. Oh shit! Yeah, Brian Dennison's in AW. This is amazing, and he's gonna come out. It, it's weird. The face, and it's gonna be boss. There's so many guys in AW at the moment that you kind of just need to like pinch yourself and go. They're actually here. Yeah, they're actually wrestling in this company. It's yeah. fucking. Mad. They're just casual wrestlers once a week now. 
You just don't even think about it anymore. Yeah, just Brian Danielson opening the show, you know, in a multi-man match. Don't yeah. worry about it. <laughs> With Adam Cole, you know, don't worry about Christian it. Christian on his team as well. Christian's right? there, yeah. yeah. Young Bucks, Kenny Omega. Yeah, yeah. it's fine, mate. It's fine. Don't worry about that, it. That, this was happening 12 months ago and I wouldn't have believed you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, great, it's yeah. great. It's great that we're like, it's great that this can just, just happen uh, and it's not even like a baby. It's just, it's just an episode of Dynamite. Yeah, I've got I've got a sign for before this match. Uh, yeah, I, Br- I Brian got a tan. Um, it's not like he was peely wally in the first place, really. But apparently, he's more orange than usual, according to this one guy. Fair play. Maybe, maybe it's just the glow of CM Punk's joy. Ah, uh, is that what it is? Maybe he just uh, hooked one of the young books before the match and it rubbed off on him. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's why why him and Kenny are feuding because Kenny accidentally sprayed him with spray tan. <laughs> now he can't do the whole thing. Non-vegan friendly spray tan. Kenny spray went on that. Ta- went on it's the tan. Spray match. tan. It's beef for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so the sort of the main, the sort of the first main event of the match. Like, so there's some nice, like loads. Of, I mean, it's loads of really nice wrestling in this. So like, it's just really good fun. Um, the first like sort of big moment is when Christian gets an indie taker on the outside. Mm. Yep. Yep. Um, he's had a history of neck issues. He shouldn't have got back in the ring and steal spotlight from Jungle Boy then, eh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I loved, uh, I loved Matt and Nick's like facial expressions around the time they did this as well. Yeah, they were just shitbags about it. Yeah, they were absolutely horrendous well, people. Like they so, were like they were like um, sort of they were like sort of faking like they weren't gonna do it, and then they were like, ah no, fuck it, just hit it. And then like Matt was oh, like, oh, oh like shrugging his shoulders and everything. Obviously, as well, Christian fought out of it and uh Cutler ran round and sprayed Christian in the face with the cold spray as well. Yeah. And then that's where then they just decided, yeah, let's fuck fuck it, let's kill him. Yeah, it's just an actual murder on Christian. Uh, that actually takes Christian out of the match completely. He um he has to get help to the back and he doesn't take any further part in the match. So it just puts um it gives them it gives like their faces like a an out for losing now, doesn't it? Because it like, like yeah. they're gonna fight on, but like obviously you don't want you don't want Jungle Boy or Brian Danielson to take a, a sort of clean, fair pin here. No. I'll keep that momentum going. And speaking of speaking of um, Jungle Boy, the, the, the young books do that. Young books and Cold do that amazingly hilarious, um, like run the ropes, kiss uh, camel the clutch, kiss the cheek spot, which yeah. the crowd pop massive for. Yeah, Just... Th- those are really cool spot as well that Jungle Boy did with uh, Nick, where Nick went to do like that sort of like jumping, uh, where he, like, the arm drag, where he like jumps from rope to rope. Uh, as he got on the top rope, Jungle Boy kicked the rope out from underneath him. Yeah, yeah. Then and he like, then he, he arm locked Matt, and then like jumped on the rope and like bounced up and down on it. While Nick was like straddling it. Yeah, it's because Jungle Boy is just like he's not quite Phoenix level of like defying gravity or like Pac or Dante. He's not like, like very next like level down where he can just apparently just jump on a rope for like fifteen seconds and it's yeah. not a big deal. He can't walk on it, but he can jump on it. Yeah, he can. He can literally <laughs> bounce up and down on a single rope without falling off for like a while, and then just do like a backflip of it, and it's fine. <laughs> because because fuck him. Um, so yeah, that was that was pretty awesome. Um, <clears throat> Brian gets a big hot tag at one point as well, and just does just does mad like beat down to everyone, and then it gets to a point where they um they end up, don't they? They they they, they have Brian and Kenny one on one. Yeah. In the ring and like the, the, the like the, the, the sort of anticipation ramps up a bit like the, the crowd noise goes to that next level and it's really nice 
Um, I love it when they do this. Like they build AEW. I mean, they, they do a lot of these multi-man matches, but they are the masters of like weaving storylines through them. Yeah. So yeah. all throughout this match, you've got like Brian looking for Kenny, like because obviously he wants that rematch. Kenny's not giving it to him. And yeah, it's just it, it's it's incredible. Jungle Boy Adam Cole. Yeah, Jungle Boy Adam Cole as well. Like, yeah, they've they've got beef. Um. So yeah. Um. Danielson possibly has the match won with the diving headbutt, but it's broken up the pin. Um, there was a little how do you question diving headbutt? How do you clear doing that without because he, he, he kind of puts his arms in front of him and he falls onto his crossed arms if you watch him? Right, okay, it's it's, yeah. it's the way he does it, it looks incredibly safe. Like, it's not like the Chris Benoit where his arms are like out by his uh, like out and like you know, out there. Like a, like he's yeah, well, that, that's a question because I thought you weren't really allowed to do that. Man, he, he does it. He does it more like Devon Dudley than Chris Benoit. It's more like the was up, isn't it? Than the um, yeah, the way Chris... Devon like lands on his hands and then goes down. Yeah, a yeah. lovely, a lovely bit of um, wrestling between um, Brian and Nick as well. No, Brian and Omega. Sorry, um, still. So after the after the um, the headbutt ping gets broken up. Omega goes for a Snapdragon, Danielson reverses it into a Tiger Suplex. And then after that, he puts him in a cat mutilation. Yeah. And nice. then an absolutely hideous looking Swanton off Nick to break it up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like it really fucking sucked to be hit by that. And because he's arched up as well, it just looks horrid that he goes down with it. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. And then we're getting yeah. towards the end of the match, and there's sort of like a sort of little moment then where every member of the face team tries to go like 4v1 with the, with the heels. It's like Luchasaurus yeah. comes in and just like beats the piss out of everyone. He gets then, a choke slam on Adam Cole like on He continues this like little theme they've got going in multiple matches where like every every match Luchasaurus will like surprise motherfucker Adam Cole at some point. Yeah. So like Cole will yeah, be like showboating and like you know, Sosa gets a peary him and like you fuck him up and it was great. So yeah, he chokes lands Adam Cole through Kenny Omega, which is pretty nice. Uh, but then yeah, the numbers game takes him down. <clears throat> and he gets a low blow, doesn't he? Um by yeah. Cole, which is because a bit of a theme. Then we have that sort of It's the only way to get people to boom by low yeah. blow and Yeah, he's just got to punch people in the dick. Then we have that box yeah. power bombs bath. Yeah, it looked Oh boy, yeah. I, 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 I get that they were going for the triple power bomb to just. I, I don't know if it was meant to have a dig, but um, yeah, I don't know how they just didn't lift them up. Right, it's think, like they think, just think, didn't bother to help. I think Kenny just sort of slipped as he went backwards, didn't he? It looks like yeah. he sort of like did it, it looks on BT when they like reshowed it about four times. It looked like Kenny sat out too early, so yeah. yeah. Luchasaurus was like up in the air as Kenny hit the floor, so still lifting him up. Yeah, I think still... Kenny fell. Yeah, yeah. So after that, kind of like when Batista tried to Batista bomb Umaga and just fell over. <laughs> after that, Cole hits Panama Sunrise and Jungle Boy. Danielson breaks it up, and Danielson goes to all four members of the Super Elite. He sort of, you know, tries to take them all out. They they eventually numbers game just too much for him. Um, they hit a so they get rid of they double super kick him the box double super kick him don't they and then um, mm. they hit a four way BT trigger on Jungle Boy which looked really nasty yeah 
yeah. It looked it looked really nice and effective. And yeah, Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy takes the pin. Uh, not Luxurus. So yeah, it feels like the build also... as much as Jungle Boy though. Like to try and like make them feel like a bigger threat to the young books. Yeah, it depends whether they want to push Jungle Boy as a singles guy, or whether they want to push Jurassic Express as like a top sort of tag team. I mean, they're already a top tag team, aren't they? And Jungle Boy's already a top singles guy. So, yeah. you know, getting pinned by the elite after getting like four way BT triggered isn't like a burial. Yeah, it's not like it's diminishing his fucking stature, is it? No. Um, but yeah, I mean, as an open match, this was just everything you wanted to be, wasn't it? It was just big, silly, flippy boy nonsense with like lots of people getting kicked in the face. Yeah, I'm all for it. We yeah. we always say how great the opening matches. And this show was really interesting because it was sort of bookended with these like sort of big multi man matches. So it sort mm. of felt like it felt like big big exciting start and like big exciting end and like everything everything in the middle was was good as well. But like those two like temples really helped the show. I thought as like a whole sort of keep your interest going. Because it gets to the point like the second hour where you're like oh oh and you're like oh shit no the ladder match is going up yeah I can't wait for that. It, it was, uh, it was I, I literally did that. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. I forgot I, all about the. I was, match. I was like really sleepy, and then I was like, "Oh shit, the ladder match!" <laughs> so then after that, we had a quick promo from Moxley. Basically, said that um, no one has submitted him or pinned him. Uh, he's going to play with Adders tonight and get his belt back. <clears throat> Moxley just being a being a menacing dad, basically. Does it yeah. mean no one in the ladder matches submitted or pinned him? I think no, so, because he definitely has. I think it's only Kenny who's pinned him this year, though. Nah, I know what you're on about, Aaron. I know what you're talking about. You're talking about blood sport. No, no, no. I'm thinking EW, to be honest. Yeah, no, Kenny's, Ken, obviously Kenny's pinned him. The Bucks, no, the Bucks pinned him in the... Um, tag match as well, yeah. In the tag title match, at the one of them. Yeah, but in singles competition. Yeah, Mox was, it, was, Mox, was, it, was it Moxie got pinned in the in the tag match? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I said it would be because he put like, about, like about eight BT triggers on, didn't he? Oh yeah, because <laughs> I because I literally said for that period, well, Kingston's there just to eat the pin. <laughs> <laughs> we all did, mate. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So then next up, uh, CM Punk comes out, cuts his CM Punk promo. Yeah. It's, it's fine. Yeah. Um, he's, he, he, you can tell he's, he's almost being like too friendly. Like you can feel like something's coming, can't you? Yeah. Like, you can feel the heel turn coming. Like he's almost he's being like too. Punk. The thing with Punk is he's a, he's a fine baby face, but he's a fantastic heel. Yeah. Um, you can feel this. This is just like him laying the groundwork, so he can, so he can actually turn heel. Yeah, I feel I feel like they're gonna have him ride the nostalgia wave a bit longer. Where everyone's like, "Yay, CM Punk's back!" and they're going to have him. Um... I feel like they have to do this at least in like all the major cities they go to in America, because like, yeah, New York's had like a CM Punk pop now. Like Philly's had one. Like Miami will get yeah. one. Maybe like wait until they come to the UK and let the UK have one. Um, and then like once I... they're, once they're back to like repeating like Chicago again, or you know maybe not Chicago, you can't have Punk in Chicago, but maybe like you know once they go back to think... New York or they go to like Los Angeles or something, then they can do it. I think one of two things happens with Punk. Either he turns heel when he loses his first match or he turns heel when he has a rematch with Derby. Oh, yeah. I mean, both of them are yeah, good shots. That, that, that's that's the theme is the feasible thing for me. Yeah. Um, so basically, at the, the end of the promo, he basically just calls out Daniel Garcia and says they're going to have a match on Rampage. So, I mean, fuck yeah. Yeah. 
Does anybody not want to see that? <laughs> CM, Punk's, CM Punk's what third match back? Yeah, yeah. third match back. Yeah, he's I mean, a good quite a, quite the year. Daniel Garcia, I was, isn't it? I was, I was yeah. talking. I was talking to someone the other day, and they asked about Daniel Garcia. And I'm like, is is he signed? Uh, I don't know. There's got to be I, something in place if they're if they're putting him in against CM Punk one on one. We haven't had, we haven't had the all elite thing though. We? No, but there's like different levels. There must be. Some, I know he said he didn't want to like commit to AEW because he wanted to wrestle in other parts of the world That'd as be well. Set a number match contract or something. But yeah, he, he must be he must be under some sort of like agreement. Like, you wouldn't put him in the ring with CM Punk if he was just a guy turning up for the day. Exactly. Depends if the Pepperman asked for it. Yeah, that's true. Also. So next up, uh, Arn Anderson wants to burn Cody's clothes. <laughs> Arn outside Cody's house. First a murder, now arson. What's no, next? For, no, first of all, it's a murder. <laughs> then, it's, then, he, then it's like home invasion. Love- so he literally breaks into his into his back garden and like Cody comes out and he's like, yeah, no, you wouldn't do anything about it. Yeah. I, I love the way Cody was like on his balcony looking down at Arn like, oh, what are you doing? It's the middle of the night. And Arn's like, oh, someone's finally noticed me. <laughs> Yeah. And Alan's like, we don't need this anymore as he's burning the suit. And then tells, tells Cody, Cody comes down and asks Arn if Arn's going to shoot him and he just slaps Cody. <laughs> I I love crazy, crazy old man Arn Anderson. It's makes, the best. He makes Cody burn his tie and uh, basically tells Cody yeah, to right. come, paint, come paint a star on his face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That did make me laugh too. No, the thing, the thing is, right, as well, like, oh, th- this was so wild that you kind of overlooked the fact, um, you, you overlooked the fact that, um, that Cody's just sat around his house in a suit. Yeah, oh, yeah, Cody comes out in a full suit and he's, and it's like, like yeah. he's probably just put his kid down, like, to bed. And he's just wearing a full suit. Yeah. I, I reckon he doesn't know his kids, so he's not wearing a suit. I reckon that's the type of guy Cody is. Arn just rips the tie off and throws it into the fire as well. I love that Arn just breaks into Cody's house, makes him take his clothes off and starts burning them. I, I, do you reckon the storylines like Malachi Black gave Arn like legit brain damage or something? This, this, this is like something out of like The Purge. Yeah. <laughs> what if Arn becomes like the higher power behind Malachi Black? It's The Purge just before the like countdown starts. No, no, it's like when, it's like when they like break into people's houses, make them do like fucked up shit, or they'll kill them or something. They're like, yeah, take your, take your tie off and burn it, or I'll fucking shoot you. And it's like, oh, fuck, okay. Um, so yeah, um, yeah, August wants Cody to toughen up a bit, basically, and um, yeah, slaps him, makes him burn his tie. I mean, it looked like a nice tie as well, to be fair. So I can, I can feel Cody's pain there. Looks like silk. Yeah. Is there, is there like ugly expensive ties out there? No, it was, it was very pink, wasn't it? I, I, I reckon Cody's probably got one which has got like a neck tattoo just all over it. Oh, oh. <laughs> just that neck tattoo, but on the tie. He wears a light blue suit with the white shirt. I wanted to wear like a cravat, uh, like a full neffle on neck scarf with the tattoo where the tattoo should be. <laughs> but when he takes it off, it's just there underneath as well, the same place. Oh, it's one of them fucking mask things it, that you it, just put on. What a snood! A snood. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, we'll move on then, shall we? Because um, we've got a, what? A... What if? What if Arn like gets Malachi Black to like mist Cody in a way that leaves a star on his face? <laughs> he 
just holds up like a stencil. Yeah, yeah. Miss could you hold this, please? Why don't whatever it is? Uh, the the thing is, like crazy arms making me think that maybe Malachi isn't done with Cody, <laughs> and then Malachi is like corrupted Arno or something. Yeah, but that's he's done now. He's gonna just disappear off, and Arno's gonna Cody's gonna deal with Arno. He's gotta he's gotta sort that out. Yeah. <laughs> It's, I mean, it's it's sort of this is all leading to a Cody Hill turn. You've got to think, right? It has to, it has to. I mean, no one likes his wife anyway, so just make it <laughs> fucking heal, heal Cody. Let's go. Uh, right, then, so we'll move on. Uh, next up, we have Sammy Guevara versus Bobby Fish. <clears throat> nice little surprise. Oh, awesome, um, awesome vignette before the match as well. Bobby Fish, like just training. Yeah, just going over like how he's got this, like how he's fought, you know, in all these different companies, and he's like he's he's been a wrestler for so many years, and he's you know he's got all this experience. Basically, makes him seem like a real badass, which you know he kind of is. Yeah, um, Sammy's got his own custom title. Has he? Yeah. It's, just, it's just the old the... black one that Darby had, wasn't it? No, it's got like tons of gemstones in the middle of it. The gemstones are I I because I, I googled like that oh, thing, normal they... one. It is different. It's all jammed up. I like this idea that like everybody gets their own TNT title. I wonder. Yeah. I wonder if they have to keep it after they lose it. Well, that's how all the WWE folk do it. They keep their title. Yeah, and so Dragon, the, Dragon Mirror's, one. Dragon Mirror's yeah. got that Bulgarian one. Like, oh yeah, yeah, you keep it. Yeah, Miro probably just wears it around the house and nothing else. Yeah, but then <laughs> the thing is, the custom titles must be so much cooler. Like. No, I'm not a fan of the smoking skull and all that from back in the day, because they were like completely different. But this is all like, but it's, it's like, like instead, you, it's, it's like you know of, it's a TNT title, but it's just different colors. And it's stuff. like instead it's of putting great. side plates on, it gives it a bit more personality, but it's still instantly recognizable as the belt that it should be. Yeah, which yeah, is, yeah. It's I great. I love it. Um, so yeah, um, so fish sort of is in control. It's like a lot of like this matches, like Fish used his experience, isn't it? And like his sort of ring awareness and sort of, you know, not so much cutting corners, but like, you know, knowing like where kicking he needs... Kicking the shit out of Sammy. Yeah, and yeah, kicking the shit out of him, basically. <laughs> um, it's a decent enough match. I mean, it's not... I don't think it's the best TNT title match we'll ever see. Um, uh, it, it was... Yeah. Like, it was, I, it was I, fine. I, I stupidly went on Twitter before watching this. Right. Oh, the only thing I got was someone complaining about this match, saying it was the worst match on Dynamite's history. I didn't think it was that bad. What? <laughs> I didn't think it was bad at all. I thought it was no. all right. I, yeah, it was, there's, not, there's nothing wrong with it. it um, be, because it was Bobby Fish, it might have been a bit slow at times, but it was still hard hitting, and Sammy done all the running, really. So. I mean, any match where you get a Spanish fly... Um, exactly. Uh, <laughs> and an avalanche falcon arrow isn't a terrible match. I should have kept the boy's name just to call him out. Just mm. backhand that. So I, I just, just a bit of um, just a bit of bit of um thingy. I use um, Tyler Sage's uh, PW Torch recap as like my show notes to sort of keep this on track. And his his analysis of this was um, full disclosure. I am not a Bobby Fish fan in the slightest. That being said, this match felt flat from the start, and these two just didn't have any chemistry. And then the most damning, the most damningly incorrect quote: "I do not think an AEW contract is in Fish's future." Oh, see, I don't understand. No. I didn't think it was that bad. But, but, but I he, thought it was a good match. Yeah, he literally got, also, he literally got signed. Like, as this match was happening. I, I genuinely, this, this was one of my favourite parts of the whole show. Yeah, I, I think, uh, I, don't really what, I don't know what people are expecting from Bobby Fish. Like, well, I got, got a nice little bit of nostalgia because Bobby Fish came out of Red Dragon music. 
Yeah. Came out to Red Dragon. You forgot really what he does because we've not seen him in a while. And even last time when we did see him, he wasn't used very much. He was just very sparingly. He, w- he wasn't allowed to do half the fucking... Exactly. Stiff fucking kicks that he did here. Yeah, there was that lovely moment where he like, when Sammy was on the top rope and Fish just kicked his feet out and he just went flying. That was really nice. Again, like Fish using his um his sort of experience and, and sort of years. White high. Of... Uh, yeah, he's got he's got all this experience and all these like years of training, hasn't he? Yeah, I mean, I thought the match was I thought the match was perfect. It's a perfectly fine dynamite match. Yeah, um, his caliber on commentary. Fish better known for his time in Japan. <laughs> A bit debatable that one, but sure. <laughs> these these days, maybe not. Maybe um, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, so yeah. So Sammy wins. He sort of like counts into a roll up, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, he does. Mm. Oh no! Yeah, does, does he hit the he hits the GTH? That's right, yeah, because he hits, he hits DTH, but then Fish lands like really close to the ropes, and I'm like, oh, it's going to be a rope breaker, and then I Sammy just sort of like, co- like covers him, like hooks his legs the way that like takes his legs right in the ropes, which is yeah, which is fine. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I mean, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the match. I didn't think it was, I didn't think it was bad by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I don't know why certain sections. Right. I think it's literally the worst thing in the universe. Well, but, well ask the Twitterverse. That's what we'll do. No, Twitter. never do that, mate. Never ask well, Twitter. Ask the don't, don't, don't ask Twitter. <laughs> That's the, that's the one rule. I mean, it, it's, I, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. I thought it was a really good match. I really I, enjoyed I, it. I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't say it was really good. I, I thought it was all right. It was, it it was, solid. It, it was yeah. solid. Uh, yeah. then post-match, it's Aaron's may, may, Maybe it was just nostalgia because I like seeing Bobby Fish kick the shit out of people <laughs> instead of just watch cool Kyle kick the shit out of people and then come in to do the finisher. All right, we'll say post-match, it was uh, Aaron's happy time because Dan Lambert comes out with some MMA fighters. Uh, well, came out with one decent one. Well, Paige was there as well. Uh, she can get in the bin. She's a bare knuckle fighter now. Does she not do MMA anymore? She's, she's, uh, she's, she's not in UFC anyway. She's not All good right. enough to be in UFC. If she's not in UFC, that's it. You don't. You don't care. There's no. Yeah, uh, it doesn't matter. Right. So yeah. I mean, so Paige Van Zandt's out there. Just having the living her best life, basically. She's just taking selfies and having a great time. Uh, Junior dos Santos, is that right? Yeah. Yep. Junior dos Santos, former UFC world champion. Yeah. So they come in the ring and like beat up on Sammy. Fuego tries to come out to make the save and gets absolutely annihilated. And then a a, 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 a suspicious amount of time later, Jericho and Hager come out. Yeah. My issue with this with the yes. Yeah, yeah I, I know for a fact Aaron's gonna have the same view as me. Yeah, the beating the shit out of them. Jericho waits to make his full entrance, pyro and all. Like, why do you have pyro to come make a fucking save for a start? It's probably to go wrong with something boots on, to be fair. The thing is, as well, they're battering Sammy, the TNT champion, who's not been on TV with Jericho for weeks now, hmm. and now all of a sudden he's playing second fiddle to Jericho. Jericho right. and MMA fighter Jake Hager. Undefeated MMA fighter Jake Hager. <laughs> anyway, let's gloss over I, all that because I it's Jericho. And of course, Jericho runs in, right? He eventually starts running in, goes down around, runs in the ring, goes for Junior Dos Santos. He doesn't go for Ethan Page or Scorpio <laughs> Sky. Yeah, he Scorpio goes for the biggest building up to Jericho versus Masvidal, isn't it? Scorpio Sky is not there, is he? 
Uh, no, Paige wasn't there because his wife. Oh, yeah, Paige wasn't there, yeah, because he just literally that day. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. But, but we'll get on to the, to the fun bit. So, um, in Miami, uh, which I think is next week's Dynamite, is it? Saturday night? Which, which, as uh, it's uh, Saturday night's Dynamite, yeah. Which, um, um, which as, yeah, is where American Top Team is based, apparently. Yeah, and that Dan Lambert uh, said it's Jorge Masvidal's town. And he, yeah. he owned that place. So it's going to be a six man tag match. So is it, I've forgotten, is this Sammy, Jericho, and Hager? Yeah. Versus Men of the Year and Junior Dos Santos. And his wrestling debut, yeah. And Masvidal's going to be at ringside. Oh, we're getting, <laughs> boys, we're getting Jericho versus Masvidal in fucking. 2021. What's going on? Either that or like you know, e- this is Jake. This is Jake Hagan making a fucking play to get in the UFC. Oh, <laughs> this, this whole thing is just a vehicle to get Jake Hager in the UFC. Can Masvidal just kill Jake Hager in a cage? You mean this like if, can, if, can we do that? If you wanted to present like when we did Hager v Wardlow, the whole point was like Hager was an MMA fighter and Wardlow wasn't, so Hager had the advantage. Like, there's no way. So they could... do that because you know. Masvidal's an MMA fighter and Hager isn't. Is that what you're saying? Masvidal legit does his running knee in 10 seconds. (laughs) There's no believable way that like JK could beat Jorge Masvidal in like a one-on-one cage fight. Unless unless he he punches (laughs) him in the balls like the other fella. (laughs) Then it'll be a no contest because he put him in the ball twice. Punch punch (laughs) him in the point. So then, right after that, we have a little acclaimed vignette where they rap about uh, taking the tag titles off the Lucha Bros. A much more, um, a much more PG. gentle <laughs> rap from from Caster this time. Still the same, is it? I mean, I enjoyed it. I liked it. It's, uh, it's, it's still effective. That, that being said, have you seen their comeback on a dark? Yeah. The comeback rap where he come out with like the notes. We come out with like the, the approved rap and then like ripped it yeah. off. <laughs> and then you went, 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 went to go the thing saying yo 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 watch roads to the top he went, went to go like a bit too deep didn't he and like uh, Bowen grabbed the mic and was like no 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 you're on thin ice caster <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it was that was that was cool so all the good stuff's on dark for the rapping is what we're saying uh, no it, it, well, we'll get on to his rap on rampage in a no, bit. no no he, he, he has to get all his raps pre-approved by Tony now uh, so he doesn't like say terrible yeah, like mental Which, illness, <laughs> like like making rape jokes and mental like, illness jokes. Yeah, mental which, illness. Which is which, to be time. fair, is not cool. Like you should not be yeah. doing that. Yeah, exactly. Like I I, I get it, and it I makes mean, sense. I, I can understand. Like, and it, it also, in the same time, it makes the acclaim more marketable. Yeah, yeah. Because he, if they're not, well, he does. He does like a weekly rap, doesn't he? On like a on like a sports radio show. Mm. As well, yeah, because his dad's an American football player, so he does a rap on like that's how he kind of got noticed because he was doing he's a wrestler, obviously, he was still a wrestler, but he was doing raps on on NFL players. He's he's doing a lot more like dissing local sports teams in his raps now, which is Mm. a much safer way to get Heath, yeah. But that's that's the thing, like, the acclaimed of like, there's no denying they're both extremely talented, yeah, and they're a fucking awesome tag team. Like we'll get into that with like the Lucha Bros much later because that surprised me. But um, like it, all, all it takes is just like to kind of censor it enough to make it still feel like it's edgy as fuck, but markable. Markable. I think the, the, the problem was obviously he's a guy about our age, so he grew up watching the Attitude Era. 
Yeah. And then when you just tell him, go out and get heat on these guys with a rap and don't give him any direction and don't give him any sort of like, you know, critique. <laughs> and, and I suppose as well, you've got MJF who literally has free reigns to say whatever he wants. Yeah, I mean, he can call Darby a school shooter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Like you've got MJ, like you've got MJ who literally like says shit and it's like, how's he allowed to say these things? <laughs> I, I keep I keep saying this every week. He must go backstage to whoever he's disrespecting and goes, Are you okay with it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He must do. There's I refuse to believe he just comes out and says it and gets away with it. Well, it's it's like that, it's like the thing, um the thing with that lad in the wheels, yeah, that everyone keeps like sharing around every like couple of months um where like the the lad actually said to him can you shoot on me please how are you doing and mjf goes well clearly better than you <laughs> like fucking hell but yeah. the lad actually asked and the lad, you can see the lad laughing about it it's like mjf's obviously like clever enough to kind of clear it up with people but that i think that's the other thing as well like with mjf he gets away with more because He's doing it within the realms of the promo with someone. Yeah, it's not like Max Caster where he literally like just brought it up and it's like, "What the fuck are you bringing that up?" I'm gonna meet him in Liverpool. Tell him to show me. Jeff. Gonna... Oh yeah. god. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to film that. You're probably gonna cry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Shawn Michaels is there to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right, so we'll move on then. Uh, next up, we have. I'm, I'm going to ask him to shoot on Shawn Michaels. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> next up, then, we got uh, Tony Giovanni in the ring to introduce the TBS Championship. Uh, so, this is the new secondary women's title. Um, for the host title. Uh, so, I, I, didn't, I didn't get this clarified. So, they're going to have a tournament for the first. Um, um, we covered this yeah. on the news, so I can, I can clarify is, it for is you. Is it going to start when they move to TBS or is it going to conclude? When no, the finals is going to be. On the Dynamite debut and on TBS, right? So the first Dynamite on TBS will be the crowning of the champion. Yeah, right. Okay. Uh, and they, they haven't announced how many people are in it, but they said that the tournament is going to take place over the next two and a half months. So there's going to be which, a fair few women because they they, they which would indicate it could be like the uh, the well, the tournament they did. Yeah, like the the women's eliminated tournament. So yeah, because they like a number of women have already sort of pulled a promo here to say that they they're involved. So Thunder Rosa, which, which is surprising, because you think she's maybe above like a, a mid card title. Nah, I think she. I, the more I think about it, the more I think Thunder Rosa is the perfect person to be the first champion. You've got uh, Sky Blue, who must be somewhat signed. Some some Chicago person, I know. Cool. Um, you've yeah, got Jade, Jade Cargill, who's obviously going to be a big player in this tournament. I think. I yeah, I, I think. They're going to be the final, Rosa and Jade. Uh, I think Jade's going to be the first champion, personally. So, and then Rosa's going to chase the belt. Jade said she's going to make TBS something for that bitch show. That bitch show. Well, let's go. I mean, we we all said we all said on um on Discord it's Ty's belt, surely. Ty's belt, surely. Surely. Try and beat Soho, mate. True. Um, It'll be the first round. It's fine. So yeah, that's really it's really exciting, and I, I love a good tournament. And this one's gonna hopefully feature a lot of really cool women's wrestling. So yeah, that's gonna be awesome. I, I want them to use the ties to like impact and NWA to make this a big fucking tournament. Oh yeah, there'll be unsigned names in this. I mean, you can I mean, obviously like so obviously like someone like Kira Hogan might be in there, so you might maybe get Tash Steels might come in if, if they're doing some stuff with Impact. She's been on Dark as well, and she at some point yeah. so she's been around. Um, obviously, you've got yeah, the one. iconic uh, or the inspiration is the call. Now they've just signed them. They've just signed to Impact, yeah. So you can maybe get them in. 
Um, obviously, they've, they've done deals with um, NWA, like Mickey James, for like the Empower pay per view. So maybe get like Camille to come in. Or... Mickey James. In Mickey James, fairness, yeah. if you really wanted to, you could get Diona Prado in there. You've just got to work around a way to beat yeah, I was gonna say yeah. That's, that's what all. I was thinking. You've got, got to work a way around being her. That's it's all. all fine. Just give me Jordan Grace and everything else is okay. Yeah. yeah. Get Jordan Grace in there. Just get um, Jordan Grace against um either Thunder Rosa or um Jake Cargo and I'm happy. Yeah. Or Layla or Layla, if you want to just have them just shoot the shit on each other for like ten minutes. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm I'm just I'm just it's it's great. We're gonna get so many cool women's matches out of this. It's I gonna hope. be awesome. I hope they do it like they did um, the Josie one as well, just so we get um, we get to do another podcast. Got just on that, yeah, that'd be awesome. Just on that because I enjoyed, I enjoyed I enjoyed covering that so much. Um, um, yeah. yeah. Also, they've they have brought um, Ryum is an army's coming back. Oh, is she? Oh, yes. America. Well, she she's I think she's due back like any day now. Awesome. About two weeks ago, she said she was going back to AW, and she then obviously she had to quarantine for two two weeks. I just wanted to re, um, uh, I just wanted to re- resume her partnership with Lynn Hirsch. Yeah, because that was incredible. <laughs> that was like the best like ad hoc tag team I think I've ever seen. Yeah, we've got a uh, got Emmy as well behind me. Emmy Emmy's fighting Ruby Soho this week on Dark. I know tonight. Tonight, which oh, Dark oh, Elevate. Christ, Where, what's her face? Pencil lady. Mm-hmm. Lou Pencil. Lily Pencil. Show some fucking respect to the PWI 500. She was on the variant cover of the magazine, wasn't she? Because they do one with the top and they do one with the, they do one with number one and they do a variant with number 500 as well. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, fair play. Um, all right, so after this, we have a little sit-down interview between JR and MJ, uh, JR and Darby, sorry. Why are we having this interview? He's already spoken to EW about his uncle yeah, I mean it was fine. It just it just, I, adds, it just puts a bit more bit more um, seasoning on the feud, doesn't it? I, right. So so what we're saying is every feud Darby has now, he's going to mention this. For no. feels every single rivalry. He didn't mention it no. against Ethan Page. But, he didn't mention it against um, CM Punk. Also, Aaron, what you've got to remember is that after all out, they've got an entirely like bigger audience. Yeah. So yeah. it's a good way to kind of refresh the memory for the for the people for. The people who've been watching from day like Darby's, one. Darby's going to be one of the big guys going forward. Like yeah. any, anyone who's coming into the product new now has to know who Darby is and has to understand who Darby is for them to be able to push him. And also, it was just, for me anyway, it reminded me a bit of um, when you had the, in the Attitude Era, the JR sitting down with like Mick Foley interviewing him. And it made Mick a, Mick a bigger star because of that. So that was quite cool as well. Because JR, when he does like that kind of backstage thing, it, does kind of add like a bit of air of legitimacy to it, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I still like JR's little like sit down interviews. If they say they feel mm. like a big deal, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's fine. And then next up, we had like a four minute match where Darby beats Nick Camarado. It's fine. Um, it just gives Darby a wind on it, makes him look alright. I, I completely yeah. this happened. It was four minutes, and most of it was in a break, so don't worry about it. <laughs> We're also we're also probably going to end up getting QT Marshall versus Sting on. Well, after the match, yeah, QT was like in the ring and Sting coming and giving him a Scorpion Death Drop. Well, QT hits a um, diamond cutter on Sting and the Sting just pops right back up and Scorpion Death Drops him, which was fine. It was fun. J- j- just pu- put QT down the fucking ladder even more by no selling his yeah. finisher. It's, fine. Is, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's what Sting does, though, and it? it's his whole but, sort of shtick at the moment. But 
how are we supposed to care about QT Marshall? We're not. That's the point. He's, no, he's... but why? But then we don't want him to fight anyone. We don't yeah, want yeah, to see him again. That's the point. Oh, he's just right. there for Cody and Paul White. Now Sting's a beat up. Yeah, he'll be the one getting his bare ass spanked by Goldust in the next the next pay per view. He'll have, he'll have tighty whities with Anthony Agogo's face on. <laughs> wow. Agogo once you can nick him around on the other one. <laughs> and uh, I'm in solo on the gooch. <laughs> right, so next up, another quick backstage segment. Um, the Dark Order, Evil Uno said that he basically made some bad calls. He doesn't want to do it anymore, and they're all going to vote democratically going forward. So that's nice. Yeah. The Dark Order is fine. I thought it was fine. Perfectly fine. Nothing to worry about. Tony's not fine. Is uh, Dante Martin. Oh. Future the victim, Dante Martin. So Dante is in the ring with Tony. He cuts a promo saying that, you know, he's a problem for everyone in the locker room. He, he makes a good point. He said that, you know, he, hang, he hung in there with Kenny Omega and the Elite. And not only did he hang yeah. in there, he took him to the limit. Yeah. I, not for one second did I expect Malachi to be the guy to accept no. the job. <laughs> that was what was so cool about it. Because I... Well, as, soon as, the light, as soon as the lights go out, you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> I know what's happening. Yeah, because like, when he was talking, I like, I'd, I think I'd kind of forgotten that Punk and Garcia was happening. So I was like, oh, maybe Punk's going to accept it. Yeah, like, the thing is, you're, say, you're saying you knew what happened as soon as it went black. That could have been anyone. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, could what the a, fuck is happening? Is, is this another new, another fucking new stuff? Right. I was like, is this genuinely another new star? Because the lights don't stay off for long because he fucking appears in that ring fast. Mm, it was it was some good work by him. It so was he, fast. He's in there, he basically spits the black mist on him, hits him with a kick, uh, black mask, blackout, whatever they call it these days, and yeah, just leaves him dead on the outside of the ring, just oh. walks off. Yeah, he um doesn't even say anything, just kicks him and leaves. Yeah, it, it's it's the fact that like the lights come on and he's just like well, it's not even the lights, is it? It's like a spotlight comes on. Yeah. And, like, he's just stood behind him with, like, the whole mask and that on. It looked fucking incredible. Yeah, it looked like he'd literally just come out of hell to, like, reap his soul. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was so good. It was like, uh, oh, what those things in The Witcher? The Lessons. Oh, yeah. Which got, which have got, like, the mask, like, uh, Malachi, and they just show up. Yeah. It was like that. I was like, oh, that's fucking cool. <laughs> yep, so then next up, we had Ricky Starks in the ring. Trying really hard not to get cheered because he was in. This is a Philadelphia crowd. And he's the FCW champion, and he's and he everyone Ricky prefers Ricky Starks to fucking Brian Cage apparently, which I'm down with because he's yeah. the best. So basically, he's basically just saying he said he wanted to have a Philly Street fight with Cage, but he couldn't because Cage wasn't there. He wasn't man enough to face him. But then Cage does turn up, and then Starks just fucks off. Yeah. But then it's when he fucks off and then, like, he goes, let me at him, let me at yeah, him. He's, he's like, getting held back. He's getting, like, fake held back by Hobbs, which is great. Top, top, top shit bag, Ricky Starks. Yeah, so yeah, Giving all of the belts. Then we get confirmation that Thunder Rosa, Sky Blue, Ruby Soho, and Jay Cargill are all going to be in the TBS title tournament. Mm. So, yeah. Just, just give us a women's G1. Do it, coward. Just two blocks. Just, yeah. Just, just do it. Yeah. Do, like, 16 Americans, 16 Japanese. And if you go, if they go, oh, um, why? 
what? But we won't have time for that on the shows. Just do what you did with the last one and just yeah. have an extra show. We'll just do it on YouTube, yeah. It's fine. Yeah. 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 Just jib off fucking dark for a couple of weeks and just do it there. I'm just doing it. I mean, you don't have to pay for fucking time on YouTube, do you? You just upload it. No. Yeah, exactly. It's true. It's, it's great. True. Uh, right, so next up then we have... Um, well, a match that I knew was going to be good, but I didn't think it was going to be quite this good. I, I wasn't really invested in it, to be honest. Uh, so we had Sheeda yeah. versus Serena. Uh, so this is Sheeda going for her 50th win to be the first woman in AW to reach 50 wins. Yeah. He had a little trophy for her and everything. Shocked. Yeah. I, I really like this. So it was Serena doing a lot of her, like, uh, a lot of technical wrestling, which is probably why Aaron hated it. Yeah. Uh, I, I try to argue, but probably. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, lovely um, she, uh, Deeb doing that like dragon screw in the ropes to Sheeta again which was nice um, little signs here like when they become much bigger signs towards the end that she, uh, that Serena's working a bit heel yeah there was a few flashes during she's, the match she's yeah. running a bit she's running everything a bit stiff she's like uh, sort of maybe you know bending the rules a little bit here and the, there because she's against Sheeta we just take it as a uh, oh she knows she's not a fan favourite, so she's going to play heel for the match. Yeah. Or just a little burst well, anyway. Before she got injured, they were teasing a heel turn anyway, weren't they? Yeah, well, she worked heel against Rio, didn't she, at the pay-per-view? Yeah. yeah. Um, but not not explicitly. She didn't, like, you know, do an actual heel turn. She was just working, like, a bit naughty. Mm. And just I, so I mean, it's, 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 I mean yeah, it's, it's easy to work heel against Rio because she's tiny. You can throw her around like a man, but like like forever, can't you? So it's yeah. So yeah. here, towards the end of the match, uh, she blocks a katana and then she basically just pokes uh, Sheeta in the eyes, hits a detox, and then locks in a serenity lock and picks up the win. So actual proper heel turn. And he does uh, this. He does the serenity lock where she like slams the knee into the mat. Yeah. yeah. It's I love I love it. It's just it's it's such she just she looks so legitimate when she wrestles. She's nice. absolutely one of the top 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 women in AW. Uh, I saw a good tweet. Uh, Sean Ross Sapp actually put out saying Serena D probably wrestles like how Bret Hart would if he was wrestling like in this day and age. Yeah, everything like, a little, little bit more of a modern style. Well, everything, every, yeah. Everything's got a purpose. Everything's building yeah. towards like the end, isn't it? And it's it's always yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. It's it's just really really good. Um, and yeah, it's a surprise, big surprise for me, the result, because it looked nailed on. Like, it was going to be a procession for Sheeta to pick up her 50th win. Yeah, I was like, I was thinking, oh, yeah, quite funny if uh, if he wins this, because it was like, but Sheeta, I mean, Sheeta, Sheeta does get the trophy, but she gets it delivered to her face by Sheeta, by um, Serena at the end. And breaks and everything. Yeah, she throws it on the floor and it breaks. I imagine these two are there. Oh, be facing each other in the tournament. Yeah, it feels like this feels like a storyline they're setting up for like a further bit of like revenge later down the line, doesn't it? It's good though because it get it gives she the something to do because she's done fuck all since she lost the title. Yeah, apparently yeah, she's won about fifteen more matches. But well, it makes it, it sort of refreshes both of them in a way, doesn't it? Because like she has got like something to to fight for now, and like Deeb's a heel. So yeah, yeah. Uh, right now, next up we have Darby Allen accepts his match against Darby and then gets beat up by some guys who definitely aren't the pinnacle wearing masks. Mohammed Hassan's assailant. No, no, these are the ninjas <laughs> who have looked at Samoa Joe from, uh, from TNA. Uh, is it, that what they um, are? Right, okay. It's Masked Man from uh, SmackDown vs. Raw 2007. <laughs> yeah, 92 overall. 
Um, right, overall, just don't shake his hand. Towards the end of the beat, the beat down, Jesus Christ, Wardlow gives him an F5 onto like security railings. And if he'd have fucked that up, he'd have landed on like one of those like spike the foot spikes. Like yeah. the, the yeah. feet. Like, oh, that looked horrible. Um, so yeah, I mean they're all wearing masks and it's like it's it's like they're trying like so hard to like really badly disguise their identity. I love the fact that sec well, first of all, FTR were actually dressed like mass man out of it. Yeah. This is Raw 2007, like to the to a T. Yeah. Um, but also I love the fact that like straight away Sean Spears walks up to the camera and you can clearly tell it's him. Yeah. <laughs> Like doesn't even try to hide and then that cunt comes in the limo oh I wonder who <laughs> yeah, you get on the you get on the skateboard which is I'm impre- I was impressed by that it's a little skate skate like, yeah. I mean the pushing on the skateboard wasn't uh, very <laughs> I mean he didn't fall off which I would have so there, there was there was rumours that Shane McMahon had left WWE but I didn't realise he was going to show up in, in uh, AEW like this quick I mean, they did promise the best in the world mate so you know he did, he did, with his fucking masked boys. That's why he's wearing a mask and a suit. Come over, come over to Thick Dad's Club and hang out with John Moxley. <laughs> and then beat him in a shoot fight with the shitty little... <laughs> beat him at the next Bloodsport. Wow. Oh, what uh, if Tim Man shows up in Bloodsport as a commentator? Turns Bloodsport into Raw Underground. What if, he, what if he shows up in Bloodsport and he just like goes to Josh Barnett? Hey, I've got a really good idea. Why don't we rename this Raw Underground? <laughs> Dance, dancing girls just appear out of nowhere, and it's like... Really yeah, you've just got uh, Pineapple Pete just, like, making side bets at the ring because Swerve's all, uh, all still signed. It's like, shit, who else was there? It's like, like um, just attacks whoever Barnett's against. Well, <laughs> speaking of blood sports, have they announced the entire lineup yet? They've not announced the matches or that. There's been a few names announced, but have they, no. have they, have they announced everybody? I, I don't think so. Okay. Just thinking of uh, when Miro just rocked up in a fucking blood sport jacket. Um, oh, I mean, surely that's happening, right? Yeah, I hope yeah. so. Oh, I really hope so. God, the Redeemer is going to fucking... Give us, give us Miro versus Josh Barnett or Miro the versus Ricky. The Redeemer is going to bathe in blood. I mean, it. It's, it could happen. Uh, anyway, what well, we'll tell you what, what, what could happen is um, Leah Rush could be getting involved with Dante Martin. I mean, I'm all for it. Same. Can you imagine, Leah, can imagine, in, can imagine they, Leah Rush as the manager of Top Flight and then having a, three, a, a, a trios match? I've just, I was just about to say, if they bring in a trios title, give Leah Rush and Top Flight them. Yes, you cowards, do it. Do it right just now. Do it. Just do it. Leo, Leo Rush, I went from not being too excited about him being back in AEW from that promo last week where I was just kind of like, what's he just said? Well, what's he talking about? I don't, it's just like, yeah. it's like an, it's, it's sort of NFT thing that I don't understand. When he's talking old. about equity and stonks and shit, then I was like, what, what? To now, now it's like, okay, now I'm actually invested because he's like talking about people. Yeah. So there's only four names announced for Bloodsport so far. Is there? I thought he'd announced a few more. Uh, no, that I can see. Um, you're Calvin Tankman, obviously. He's uh, a uh, Killer Kelly. Uh, Marina Shafir. Yep. And Minoru Suzuki. Good old mate, the granddad. Hmm? Well, speak, speak, speaking of murder, should we get on to the main event? Oh, let's. 
so this is the Casino Ladder match. Um, the announced competitors were Orange Cassidy, Pac, Andrade, El Idolo, Matt Hardy, Lance Archer, John Moxley, and The Joker. Uh, so well, we start out with Pac and Orange Cassidy. Uh, I love how like Orange Cassidy comes down and he's like, he actually looks like he's ready for business a little bit. Yeah, he looks. He looks. Yeah. He looks like he's got a chip on his shoulder. And right before we before we go into this match, and because a lot of stuff happened, I love. Again, I told we talked earlier about like the weaving stories from multiple matches. There were so many guys in here who had their own like little threads of history. So like it started out with Pac v Cassidy, and obviously that's a throwback to Orange Cassidy's first proper match in AW with him and Pac. So they've got history there. Obviously, you've got um, Orange Cassidy, Matt Hardy. I've got a few going on at the moment. You've got um, Pac and Andrade. I've got a few going on at the moment. And then you've got Moxie and Archer fighting. They've got history. And then, um, yeah, it's just, it's just, there's just so much good shit. And like, there's so many little tiny, like, micro feuds going on and like little storylines that sort of spin through this match, which it's when AW are able to do this, it's, it's the, I think it's the best, like, one of the best things they do in terms of how they put matches together. Yeah. Yeah. And then they they just get all these fellas in the ring and say, just fucking murder each other, lads, because it's fine. Yeah, it was um, it, it was quite good the way like, even though it was abundantly obvious the joke was winning, they did quite a lot of um, of what's the word I'm looking for, sort of like counter, sort of like like fake news in it a bit, yeah, with like loads of people teasing it, uh, even like Tony putting that thing out before the show, saying um, I'll I'll like oh I hope this person's gonna make everyone happy and. It's a long time coming. It was like, could have been Hangman. It could have been you sign him. Yeah. yeah. Very, very clever. Uh, so, yeah, Logan. So, yeah, after the third man in was uh, Andrade. And then Pac, he picks up a ladder, goes to bring it in, Pac just boots it into his face. Yeah. Uh, it, mm-hmm. I mean, this match is just, from this point, it just goes into like overdrive. Uh, so, Pac's hitting like sunset flips off ladders on Orange Cassidy. Um, he starts like trying to do like the, the weak kicks on, on Andrade and just get the piss left out of him. Yeah. Yeah. Matt Hardy comes in, hits a side effect on Cassidy, uh, takes everyone out. And then Lance Archer comes in and does absolute murder. Yeah. Lance Archer has shown you can shoulder tackle everyone without choo choo noises. Yeah. <laughs> comes in again. He, he, he comes in just hammering a, a member of the ring for with him as well, which is great. Uses yeah. him as a weapon, like throws him at someone. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Archer made this like explode then ever until this point. Lance Archer was my favorite until the joke came out. Lance Archer was my favorite thing in this match. Yeah, it just went fast paced like so much with Archer in it. He's just he's just so game, isn't he? Like because he, he can do everything. He can do like flippy shit. He can do power moves. He can throw a guy at another guy, you know. And in a match like this, where you just need bodies getting hoofed around the place, he's, he's your man. You need that one monster in this sort of match, and who's more fucking overall equipped as well as just being huge. <laughs> I love the bit as well where like Archer sets up the ladder like he's going to climb up, and then like the, the clock counts down and. And Moxie's music hits. So Archie just like fuck legs off to the crowd to fight him. Oh, fuck. <laughs> they just get in the crowd and do absolute murder. Like at one point, Moxie tries to pick up someone's chair that they're sitting on to hit Archie. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, the, 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 Archie, the, 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 I think you punch your fan as well. 
Yeah, they're, they're in a crowd, right? They're in the crowd. They go up and then they go down that lane bit, the alleyway, like the flat yeah. surface. And there's just a guy like who comes out and is on his phone like, oh my God, oh my God. They just run him over. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, to be fair, that's his fault. Yeah, he, he got in the way. He knew what was happening. <laughs> yeah. They were not... Play silly games, that. win silly prizes. Oh, I pushed myself so much. <laughs> so then back in the ring, um, Orange Cassidy hits an orange punch and tries to use Lance Archer as a ladder to climb up. That was cool. Which was pretty I nice. I enjoyed that. Yeah. And then Moxie comes in, and them and Archer, him and Archer are fighting. Then the countdown hits, and it's the Joker, it's Adam Page, it's music hits. The place fucking explodes. Yeah, instant cowboy shit chant. Yeah, um, but for anyone who thought, oh, Hangman's gonna get lost in the shuffle when he comes back, he's gonna be all right. Yeah, he'd be fine. Uh, the, the the little I'm intro, talking to you, Cornet. The little <laughs> intro bar says, um, "Fine, you should decide to show up for work." Yeah, finally showed up to work. They're good at that, ain't they? Yeah. <laughs> Just name tags. I, I like the fact that it, on BT this week as well, the the way they explained it was, oh, you've used all your holiday time and, and uh, you're sick, parental sick leave. <laughs> so he used to call his parent, his paternity leave, his sick pay, his holiday pay. So I, he was like, yeah, they come back to work, I'll stop paying you. And he was like, oh, damn it. And they sent him, the, <laughs> they sent him a little joker card, which was quite nice. I yeah. put a horse on it. Yeah. With a stallion on it. Uh, yeah, so basically Paige just murders everybody when he comes in. Uh, Pack hits him with a chair, sets up a table. They go up a table, and this is very much... Um, so this is very much a case of Pack saying, fuck my neck, to which um, Hangman's response is, yeah, fuck your neck. Okay. Because he, uh, <laughs> he, gives, he ends up giving Andrade... Sorry, he ends up giving Pack a dead eye. Off the ladder through the table. Yeah. Fuck me. Which mean, did you see that Mark Henry was genuinely scared the pack was like gonna have to like take like a year off or something after that? Yeah. It was fucking oh, Mark Henry. Yeah. Um hope you're okay, Pack. <laughs> hopefully Pack's hopefully Pack's fine. I'm sure we'll see him very soon. Was um, there not a rumor that he had like a concussion or something? That's why um the he was not back. silly. That's why they pushed back the um, the Andrade match. Yeah. Because he had the concussion and he wasn't cleared in time for all out. Um, yeah. He d- didn't Andrade do like a sunset bomb off a ladder as well and so just for good measure? Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, there was just, this, this is magic going up all over the place. He got hit off a ladder, yeah. It was him that got sunset bombed. Uh, at some sure. point as well, yeah. uh, Mahardy puts Cassidy through a table with a right. ladder. Now, again, going to Twitter, they complained about this a lot. This leg drop through the lad, through the table it was. The only gripe I've got about it is Matt Hardy's sell of it. He kind of sounded like he shot what? himself. Yeah, he overdone it at the end. <laughs> but, like, you know, it's it a bit ruin, much. It didn't ruin it for me. Still, it's a little guy getting put through a table. No, I, yeah. it, was, it was a good spot. I'm saying the only gripe I've got about it is... I mean, in fairness, it, it, probably, it probably really fucking hurts. I mean, re- remember when he had surgery to unfuse his tailbone and his yeah. pelvis? <laughs> yeah, that, he no, needs don't that. Worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about if, it. If Mahardy wants to sell that jumping through a table really hurts, I'm, I'm f- fully there to believe him. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to find it out. 
Right. Yeah, so then back in the ring, uh, Hangman takes Archer out with a buckshot. Moxie comes in, hits him with a chair. Uh, Hangman, that is. And then as they're climbing up, and then it's Hangman and Moxley, which is kind of, if these are the last two guys in contention, then it's kind of win-win because like, you, you'd be all right with either of them, really. They, they faced off during the match and the crowd went mental. Yeah. I mean, I mean so did I. If, if Hangman's... The if Hangman's if Hangman's going to win, and he probably is, you know, uh, it's going to beat Kenny, I wouldn't be against like a sort of tweener Moxley going up against him. Oh, Moxley goes, oh, you might have beat me in a ladder match, but you kind of pin Because Mox has been I, pushing that boundary a bit, hasn't he, towards being a bit of a bad guy? Like, yeah. uh, Mox, is a t- Mox is stone cold and he... He can absolutely be a tweener against Hangman. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, he can... Yeah, he can... As I say, he can be the one. He could be a heel. Hangman, yeah. he could get up with no problem. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think the whole fact that like Mox was saying, no, like no one's pinned them or submitted them, and it's or very limited people. I've rather rather he should have said, but that doesn't sound as good. Don't worry. Uh, I I think that that's to build himself up as like the winner of this like uh, eliminator tournament of full gear. Yeah, but anyway, so I mean, the, the only thing I thought was a little not weak, but the ending of this match was a bit, yes, no, I, I've, I've got this down as well. I'm it was like, a bit yes. weird. So, like, yeah, Moxie just sort of like drops off the ladder and then Paige just he, wins. he does a weird wobble. Yeah, there's no, there's no like big yeah. move, there's no big yeah. moments, but or anything like that. But the, just... other thing, the other thing with that is when we were watching it live, Big Tasty, I looked at the time and there was like probably a minute left of the entire right. show. <laughs> So I think they've kind of like gone, shit, shit, we're running out of time. Cody can't have his TV show pushed back. Just cut the fucking show. Do you reckon the ref was just like, right, you've got two minutes, get up that ladder and get Hangman the, the, the chip like right now. Yeah, because like, because Hangman got knocked off, didn't he? And yeah. then went down. And then like Bryce said something to him and then you shot back up the ladder. <laughs> yeah. So I reckon they've literally been said, like said, we've got a minute left, get the fuck up the ladder and pull it down. Yeah, so Hangman wins, celebrates with a beer on top of the ladder, and yeah, the crowd go ballistic because they love it, and we love it, and Hangman is going to full gear to face Kenny Omega. Full gear, Hangman's well, own pay-per-view. The pay-per-view named after Hangman, you know. Is it full gear? Because yeah. the winner of the Eliminator Tournament... No, no, the final of the Eliminator Tournament is at full gear. Right. Like, ah, remember last year when? It. Remember last year when they did Kenny and Hangman? Yeah, because last year it was Kenny and Hangman, and Kenny won. Yeah. Yeah. So presumably they'll do the same and like the winner will get their um title shot at like winter is coming or something if they do that again. Yeah. What what's what was big like four years ago? Because like what what's Sting gonna do next? Um oh boy. Like Tiger King will get Tiger King. Yeah, Sting is <laughs> gonna come out with two white tigers and just Tiger like, Sting and a mullet Tiger Sting. Oh uh, not Tiger Sting. No one needs Tiger Sting. <laughs> tiger Sting's not real, mate. You can't hear you. <laughs> What if Tony Khan posts bail for Joe Exotic? Oh no. It's to be Sting's no. manager. Controversy Listen creates, up, motherfucker. Controversy creates cash, mate. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, God. <laughs> it's happening. Every, every, time, every time Aaron closes his eyes now, he's just going to picture Tiger Sting. Tiger Sting. Oh, right. So, <laughs> is, is, 
before we build that nightmare into the world, uh, what are our highs and lows for this? Be- before we go on, is Tiger Sting's face painted orange or is it black? No, it's it's, 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 like, it's like a black and white tiger print, basically. Right, so it's black and white, not orange. Okay, no. right. Don't don't worry about it. But he's got a mullet, like jokes. But yeah, he's, he's bringing back the surface thing mullet. Ah, uh-huh, okay, right, okay. <laughs> You can just you can just, nip, you, you can just borrow Brian K. Uh, Brian Pill and Juniors. It's fine. Is he still yeah, in the Zodiac? You bring him back to the ring well. oh, We could just get Pillman to be Joe Exotic. Just dress him up as Joe Exotic. It'd be sound. There you go. There we go. Sort of. <laughs> Pillman Juniors, new gimmick is Tigers thing. <laughs> and also, because Cincinnati Bengals, Bengal Tigers, there we go. Sort yeah, he's, of. Already, he's already halfway there. Oh, he, already wears, he already wears Tiger Prince. Oh, yeah. Just get him to wear some Sting makeup. <laughs> right, so yeah, um, who wants to go first for some highs and lows? Uh, I will. Um, my high was the ladder match, I really enjoyed it. And my, you know, what? I don't think I had a probably my low would be Derby and Com- Comrade, just because it didn't really need to happen. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was literally just four minutes, wasn't it? They could have cut it, probably. They could have like added time to something else, like maybe the ladder match. Yeah. That's just me. Aaron? Uh, my low is going... I think it's going to be the same, to be honest. It just was irrelevant, really, to this show. Um, and my high is going to be good old Aaron committing arson in Cody's bodyguard. Both stripping and burning Cody's clothes. Yeah. Ar- armed Anderson telling Cody to paint a fucking star on his face. Oh, uh, I mean, um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna same on the low. I think yeah, the Derby being Camarasso just didn't really achieve. It didn't do anything, did it? It was just there. Um, mm. it, it was only like I said, it was only four minutes. It didn't didn't ruin the show or anything. Um, oh, I'm so torn on the on the high because I really liked the the two, the first and last match were both excellent. I mean, I think Hangman coming back probably shades it for the ladder match. Yeah. Uh, I, but, I, I but pop I, like motherfucker bang one. I want to give a super honourable mention to the opening match, which was absolutely excellent. Yeah. yeah, it was very good. Sound right. We'll crack on to Rampage. Back to a one-hour show. Yes, boy. Actually, I've been a one-hour show for two weeks now. But don't worry about that. Don't worry about it. Um, so yeah, so we started out with uh, Chris Jericho's back on commentary. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you're right there. Aaron. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Chris, Chris Jericho's back in commentary alongside Taz and Excalibur. Uh, so no Ricky Starks this week. He's he's got a he's got a Philadelphia street fight to, to deal with, and he? so he's, he's got no time for commentary. Um, first up, they, they actually do like the the main event like interview for the opening match because it's such a big it's punk it's a big deal in it. Mm. Um, highlight yeah. of this is um, Darby um, Danny Garcia basically saying that. He, he asked Punk what would 23-year-old CM Punk do? He's just doing what he thinks Punk would have done at his age. And then Punk amazingly shoots back by saying um, 23-year-old Punk wouldn't be hanging out with the nasty boys little brothers. <laughs> I, I, I love him. Um, I like angry 2.0 again as they were like shouting at Punk as well. Yeah. Like, they were doing all the talking. Like Daniel Garcia did very little in that interview segment because mm. there was like a couple of lines but he, he, they really they, you know, he didn't say much. He, it, it was really effective when he did talk. It, it's weird how, like, how, how considering they seemed very thrown together when they first showed up, and it was like, well, why the fuck are they putting Daniel Garcia with 2.0? Yeah, 
doesn't it didn't really make sense, but it's weird how well it works. It's weird because like they're all talk and no no action, and he's all action and no talk. So they fit together really well. They complement each other really well. So like they get themselves into like really horrible situations, and then he's just a badass who beats people up. Yeah. So yeah, uh, Punk's wearing the long boys. Aaron is cry. No happy. <laughs> the thing is, they just look unfinished and not. I, I don't mm. really get at all. But he should put the trunks over the long boys. And then it would look a bit more fair. Or, or just put more detail into it. Mm. Well, it yeah. Come on, Punk, um, play yeah. the game. But yeah, okay. um, I mean, Punk and Garcia have really good chemistry together, don't they? Oh, th- this match was tremendous. Yeah, this really. match. Uh, t- hey, for a boy that doesn't really like wrestling, this fucking banged. <laughs> <laughs> There was, just, there was just enough, like there was just enough, like grittiness and like grottiness. Yeah, like there was just it enough. It was just enough, like people doing horrible things to each other to sort of keep it from being like a pure wrestling exhibition match. Yeah, yeah. It was so I really enjoyed it for an opening match. Like there's a bit where like um, Garcia just chops Punk in the corner and then Punk just slaps the shit out of him. Yeah, which was really nice. Uh, then he slams him down. Um, it's 2.0, uh, like sort of fucking around, aren't they? Like with distractions and stuff. Cunt. Yeah, you, 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 you take that back. Big, big magic is a fucking champion. Big magic is a saint. Uh, and yeah, so Garcia is like working Punk's legs a lot because obviously he's got that sort of like gnarly sharpshooter looking thing, doesn't he? Yeah. Which is nice. And, mm. uh, and he actually locked it in. Um, what? Uh, yeah, the really low down one. Yeah. 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 I was totally confused. There, How The Rock should have done it. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that one we saw on there, that indie show the other week, Big Tasty? Yes. But, where yeah. It was like, that was weird as fuck. So it was like a, a clover leaf, but their yeah. legs went under the person's leg. So they added their leg to like bend the legs more. Over, right, okay. Over yeah. the feet. It looked yeah. horrible. It looked, it looked gnarly, but in looked, a good way. It looked really, really good. Give that to Daniel Garcia. Please, Isaac North. Um, and give him his chops as well. Yeah, um, I mean, there were plenty of good chops in here. Yeah. Uh, at one point, Punk yep. hits a uh, crossbody onto all three of 2.0 and Garcia. Yeah, and he looked like shocked he'd done it. Yeah. yeah. He, <laughs> he looked like he regretted he it. Feared for his life. <laughs> yeah. Um, Punk absolutely made Garcia with a Pepsi twist. Yes, at one yeah. point. Oh, that was sexy. <laughs> I I came a little on the with Pepsi twist, and then Punk wins by locking in the Anaconda Vice. So another uh, give, give me the Anaconda Vice as a finisher. Another little an, another little throwback for CM Punk. There. Let's well, go. Yeah, he did. He did. Um, he did like the springboard clothesline, didn't he? Then he pile drivered. Um, oh, that power driver yeah, was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, like a jumping power driver. Proper sexy photo of, of it on Twitter, too. Yeah, I saw that. That, that pitch is just stunning. You can see, like, like the, 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 the good, like, half a foot of clearance on the ground. Yep. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's nice. And, yeah, Anaconda Vice and uh, Garcia, he doesn't pass out, he taps out. Mm. 
Yeah, so, I, I mean, I was, he's, he's in it for a while, but to be fair, the, it, it looked good. That's not to say it was a bad thing. I liked after the match as well, like Garcia sold like frustration, like he'd been, he can do, he'd been caught, like he kept tapping out, like yeah, fuck, fuck, fuck. yeah, he was like slamming that, slamming his hands on the mat, like he, uh, like, like, like fuck, like why did I, why did I fall for that? Yeah, um, and yeah, it was it was really cool. It, it really showed the fact that okay, again, Joe Punk using his like his veteran like sort of ring awareness and, and sort of you know his, his skills that he's learned over his career to sort of come out on top of and you know hitting a sick yeah. jump part. Everybody didn't know hurt either, but yeah, um, the pile driver into the Anaconda device is a really good way to finish a match as well. Yeah, because like yeah, especially for the Anaconda device meant to work the elbow and the neck. Yeah, so the fact that it's you literally just done something to the neck. You're compressing the neck to then pull it and stretch it forward. <laughs> Especially against guys yeah. who maybe Punk might not want to be able to lift up for a QTS. Yeah. I, I, I've always looked like the Anaconda Vice. Like, no yeah. one's done anything similar to it at all that I've seen that's effective. Yeah, but it, 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 looks, it looks effective in the way that, like, Moxley's Bulldog looks effective, doesn't it? Yeah, it's got that sort of like he's he's just choking the shit out of them basically. He's just yeah, well, Moxley looked like he was trying to like pull the top of the head, pull the head off, like pulling an, ol- an olive off a cocktail stick. And, uh, and, Daniel, and Daniel Garcia's had both of them, so yeah. it's all about that torque, baby. <laughs> right, so yeah, excellent opening match again. Um, I mean, Punk's looking alright, isn't he? You know, he's doing good. I'd say this was the best match of Punk's. No, I think Hobbs. I think Hobbs for me. I think Hobbs. Uh, yeah. I think, not, I think, it's not. It's not far off. But I think Hobbs. Hobbs. Hobbs is the only way Punk has to like sort of work from underneath to like sort of come on back, come out on top. Because Hobbs had him for power, and I think the other two matches, Punk's been the bigger guy, and I think he. I prefer him when like he's got to work like around the other guy. A he bit is more. the underdog. Guy. Yeah. But yeah. yeah I mean, the only thing Punk had to within this was like. Getting two point oh to fucking wind the next one. Yeah, you have to do the numbers game a little bit, which he did. To be fair, in the end, and then yeah, he just had the the sort of the pedigree to put the pedigree, not the Pepsi plunge, uh, to put um, Garcia away. He needs to hurry up and bust out a Pepsi plunge, the fucking coward. <laughs> That'll be when he uh, when he has to beat Derby like once and for all. And That'll be how he turns it up. Uh, right, so next up then we had Tony backstage with Leah Rush. He was joined with Dan- by Dante Martin and Matt Seidel. So Seidel was basically taking the piss out of Rush, calling him a junk bond salesman. And then he said, um, what he has with Dante is real. And Seidel's going to have to prove his value and he'll get him a match with CM Punk next week on Rampage. And Dante and Seidel was like, all right, CM Punk, really? Okay, that's cool. If you can do that, then I've got faith in you, pal. Yeah. So fair enough. Mm. Also, um, in like one sentence, because he said I can get the matches with these people, he like simultaneously teased like a load of dream matches for those people, but also like for himself, which was yeah. like, okay, that's cool. So give me Leo Rush versus CM Punk now. Right. So next up, we have uh, the acclaimed versus the Lucha Bros. Aaron, do you have any notes on Max Caster's rap? No, I, I thought it just. Leave it to you. Or was I meant to? I I, I always assume that you would like write down this bullshit. So uh, I don't know. To... <laughs> I, I remember that I've that um he he mentioned Gritty, who's the mascot of the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh he did mention Armed Anderson as well. I think he said something along the lines of put put a cap in your like armed Anderson. Yeah. Um, um he also mentioned a chap called Ben Simmons. 
who is who a plays for basketball the, player for the seventy sixers. He's currently in some sort of weird like holdout situation where he's not playing for the team. Um, and he might, I think he might want to trade or something. Or and he's basically he's not very popular with with Philadelphia sports fans at the because he's like holding out basically. Hmm. Yeah. I think yeah, I think he wants to go to like he wants to go to like the Lakers or something. And like the seventy sixers like fuck now, nah, you've got a contract. So it's fair. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, again, it's much nicer, isn't it? When because Caster can still get heat, like he was getting the fuck bit out of him, but dropping mm. all these sports references and like talking about on Anderson, and it's nice that he doesn't have to go to those to those questionable places to, to to get heat. He can still get booed, nice and easy. Yeah, yeah. This was also a very very fun match. Yeah, yeah, it was great. It didn't didn't overstage welcome. It was fairly short, um, mm. but I don't think it. it didn't do anything to like overexpit. Didn't do anything to like. It didn't make the acclaim look like it didn't belong there. Like they they looked right. They, they never looked like they were going to seriously win, but you know they didn't. They didn't look like they were a million leagues away from the Yeah, Yo, like really early on, uh, Bones takes out Phoenix by hitting him with the uh, Gato Blaster, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, as Phoenix goes for a dive as well, which looked nasty. And then from there, like pretty much, it was just all the acclaim. Yeah, because. They went for the double, the double uh, tope, and Caster grabbed Penta's foot. Mm. So Phoenix came out like on the dive by himself, and yeah, Bowman just clocks him with the boombox, which was looked horrible. Yeah. Um. And yeah, then pretty much it was it was just there, just them isolating Penta, and then Phoenix makes a hard tag, does all his gets all his shit in. I like the bit it's, towards the end where Bowens rakes Phoenix's eyes and like someone I can't remember who was in commentary was like you can do that even though they're wearing a mask you can do that because they've got eye holes. Yeah. They, he doesn't have his covers this time. It, it was Excalibur because yeah. he has covers on his mask. Yeah. yeah. Which was nice. Um, um, that was cool. And then they put Bowens away with like that double uh, springboard cutter as well didn't he? Oh Yeah. Yeah, that's all. That's all. I mean, that always looks good. Phoenix doing Phoenix stuff. I mean, there's no point describing the stuff that Phoenix can do. He, he did all the Phoenix things that you expect him to do. I'd, I'd like to see these face each other again, but with a bit more time. Yeah, because I felt like I felt like I felt like they, they held. I mean, they, they gave a lot in this match, but they held a lot. There's a lot you didn't get to see, and I think they could definitely do a good 15 minute match. Yeah, yeah. like but just Bones and Phoenix in a singles match would be awesome for me. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they, they end up, they end up, the Lutherans end up putting Bowens away with um, that sort of, it's their other finisher. Yeah, it's, it's not the fear factor, it's the one where they just do it like standing up and they just like sit, like, it's like the double hold the hook, like sort of assisted, like driver, oh, isn't it? I think they, I think they've literally renamed that fear factor and the, the renamed fear factor something else. Oh, right. Yeah. So the fear factor used to be the jump off the turn, double foot stomp. Back yeah. I think, I think they call the fear factor. That's like the assisted pa- package power driver, um, Sarah Mia, I don't know. Right, okay. So it's just like the new fear factor, which is, it's been yeah. what they've been winning. It's what they beat the books with, wasn't it? Yeah. So it's, it's what they're sort of pushing is their big new finisher now, which is probably safer to do on a lot of people. Yeah. So fair play. Yeah. Uh, so next up, then we had um, Mark Sterling and Jay Cargill cutting a promo on Sky Blue. Then we had Jade Cargill versus Sky Bloom. And yeah, Jade comes out. Sky Blue comes out. That's Jade, a murder. Yeah, Jade just beats her up a bit and hits her with Jaded. Can't pin for like a minute. That, 
that finish was fantastic though the way she did it yeah this yeah. guy's Just... getting a bit of offense and she goes for like a wheelbarrow roll up and then like Jay just like as she like gets up for the wheelbarrow, Jay just hooks her arm dead quick and just yeah with the Jade. So good. So after the match, um, Jade keeps beating up on Sky Blue. Thunder Rosa comes out with a chair, the same chair, obviously that that um, Jade hit her with last week. The triple threat. Jade, same same chair. Jade went full WrestleMania seventeen on her with. Yeah, and obviously that like you said, Jay, they're, they're definitely building these two up to have a a big match somewhere in this tournament, aren't they? It makes sense that this. I don't know. It makes sense to me that this will be the final, but then when we look at um, the way they did it last time... I mean, we'll have to wait until we, 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 we see the brackets, right? We can see where they're going to be. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean, because they were they were teasing... Because um, they, they did Brit v. Rosa like, early on in the they last They were teasing Brit versus Rosa, and then they did it like, yeah, before like the semis, wasn't it? Yeah. Or was it, before, was it the semis? It was like, no, it was like first round, wasn't it? First round, yeah. I think so. Sure no, because Britt beat... Um, no, Britt beat Mighty Rinkowski first round. Yes, it was second round. Second round, yeah. yeah. Uh, so then they announced that next week on Rampage, it's going to be CM Punk v. Matt Seidel, Ruby Soho versus The Bunny, and Men of the Year, and Junior Dos Santos versus The Inner Circle. So this is happening on Rampage, not Dynamite. Yeah, mm. uh, it's first, so... Yeah, it yeah. is the next show that's happening. Rampage is first, so... Yeah. yeah, it's kind of weird. Uh, so then they mentioned that next week on Dynamite, we will have Dante Martin v. Malachi Black, Lucha Bros defending AAA tag team titles against a mass team of Andrade Lowe's choosing. Uh, Brian Danielson will face Bobby Fish. And they announced that the World Title Eliminator Tournament will be returning with the final state in place at full gear. I don't know if we're going to get any of the first participants maybe announced next week. You'd like to think, or just as, as so. you say, the promo ones where I go, I'm in the tournament and I'm going to go to the top, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, who do you think is going to be Andrade's partner? Well, it's not Andrade's partner, it's a team. Well, the team choosing. Yeah, who do you think the team's going to be? Oh, I mean, so he, he said, didn't he, on Twitter today that it's not who you think it's going to be. So that would indicate it's not. Um, well, it can't be Roosh because he's injured, isn't he? Yeah, but uh, so Dragon Lee and um, Drillistico, who are both in La Faction in, in Gobernoble. Which is basically the new Losing Over Nobles. Um, they debuted in AAA this weekend and challenged the Lucha Brothers to a match for the titles. So it's not going to be them, is what he's basically because yeah, they, they've already got a match agreed. Because they've Lucha. already announced that match, so it's not going to be oh, yeah. a surprise. Um, I mean, will it be guys from AAA? Do you reckon, or do you reckon it'll be someone from outside AAA? Or I don't know because it's he's specifically not said Lucha doors. He said masked men. Yeah. So, Los Conquistadors, let's go. What if it's uh, what if it's <laughs> Daniels getting his Los Conquistadors mask back on? <laughs> what if it's what if it's, what if Daniels is Curry Man? What if it's <laughs> Daniels is Curry Man and Kazarian is suicide? Kazarian is suicide. They're not, they're not, um, they're not, um, SCU aren't allowed SCU. to tag up. Yeah. But no, what, what, what if it, what if it's a SCU back under the suicide mantles? Just both of them are suicide, both of them are su- suicide one and suicide two. <laughs> Suicide and manic. Uh, um, On a serious note, Troy put something on uh, Discord before, which would be quite cool. Which was uh, authors of pain. It was AOP because they they debuted wearing masks. They they entered wearing masks. Yeah, they were in NXT the same time as Andrade, so they they would feasibly be friends with. Yeah. 
Oh, don't don't, um, don't tease me with things like this because my heart can't that, take it. That would be cool. That would be very cool. Um, I mean, step could be in for a one and done, right? Presumably, they wouldn't necessarily have to be signed. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't think it's going to be anyone that's saying that. I think it's going to be... just a, It could be like Laredo Kid and someone. It's, that, that's what I, I assume it's going to be. I wouldn't be surprised if it was Laredo Kid because he's usually the go-to luchador they bring in. Yeah. And maybe someone like... El like Vikingo or Cyclone or... El Vikingo. Or... Mm, Cyclone would be quite good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if they're going to unmask during the match or whether we're going to knock in over there. Yeah, it, it's as I say, it's interesting that because it literally like, said on the poster, masked men who are only known to Andrade Alidlo. That that could literally be like two indie guys, but wearing masks. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. I think it's. it's I'm, I'm intrigued to see what it is now. I can't wait. It's going to be good fun. Or it's it's going to be. Matt and Mike Seidel wearing masks. It's going to be Gargano and Champa, but you're not going to know it's Gargano and Champa. It's DIY until they do um, <laughs> to, to that spot where like one of them like jumps in front of the Penta Super Kick to protect the other one. <laughs> it's going to be DIY with masks on. Just it's Champa's gonna... big beards there. We'll I hope cut it's... our space out for it. <laughs> I hope it's 2.0 in masks. <laughs> be, I'd, I'd pop for that, to be fair. I'd pop for that. Even if, especially if they were just wearing the, the normal ring gear. Just wearing yeah. <laughs> just the normal ring gear, then conquistador the masks. Or they spice it up a bit and just get nasty boys' colours. <laughs> but it is the nasty boys. Just, oh. just actually, actually dress up as Rocksteady and Bebop from the, from the Ninja Turtles. Let's do that. Uh, right, so... We um we went off the main event then, shall we? So we had um Mark Henry again back on stage doing or back on screen, sorry, doing the little um the little interview. Basically, um Stark said he's gonna whoop Cage's ass. Cage said it's been a long time coming, Starks hasn't proven anything. And said tonight, Starks will find out nobody better than him, especially not Ricky Starks. Who better? Yeah. Fair play. Um so yeah, this is Brian Cage for Ricky Starks. It's a Philly street fight for the FTW Championship. And yeah, it was this was this was good film, wasn't it? I enjoyed this. Yeah, it's it's I mean it's it's one of it's a bit unfortunate because like they work like Starks and Cage work really well together. They've got a really good dynamic. Like one of them is like Cage is massive, Starks is like small and shit housey. But they, they need to like maybe not feud for a bit after this now. Yeah. I agree. I mean, I enjoyed this, but I think it's it's diminishing returns now. It's getting to a point where, like, I'm sick of seeing Brian Cage. <laughs> it's not it's not Ricky Starks. <laughs> I'm getting fed up with. <laughs> no, because like, I'm not even that big a fan of Ricky Starks, but I'm sick of seeing Brian Cage in the rivalry. <laughs> like, like, I, mean, I, I don't, I don't mean this. I want like Ricky a, Stark first punk. I don't mean this. I don't mean this like a personal attack on Cage. I think he's a. I'm sure he's a perfect. He's a perfectly fine wrestler, and you know he's entertaining in his own way. But how can a guy? Who's so dynamic in the ring with such a good look? I don't know. It's just me. He just does nothing for me as, no. as a ring presence. No. I don't just... know what it is. I don't know whether he's. It, it, I don't know. If it's, it's, it's his charisma. I don't know whether it's his, his personality. I think he what should. I, I think he should be a heel. Yeah. I think he absolutely should be. He a should heel. be a heel. He shouldn't have anyone cutting. He should have someone cutting promos for him, like Taz, like Taz. 
So yeah, um, it's a bit weird that he's kind of been positioned as the face in this over Ricky Starks. Is all right, he's a dickhead, but he's such a lovable dickhead. Yeah, because yeah. he's got because Ricky Starks the other way. He's got so much charisma he remind, that you can't he, boo him. He reminds me of um, Eddie Guerrero when he first started turning face when he was doing like the light cheating steal. He's the Rock. He's like literally so smooth and so funny that you can't boo him. Mm. And it's like it just doesn't work. It's like it's like in this in this match, if one guy is like a bit, all right, he's a bit of a smarmy heel, but he's re- hilariously funny, and one guy is. Literally a charisma vacuum. I'm gonna boo the. I'm gonna cheer for the guy who's funny. Yeah. Like, Ricky Starks won the title three months ago. Yeah. Three months. Three months. That's right. Where he's been going on for. Yeah. It's not like it's exploded I and mean, became one of the main rivals. I mean, to be fair, Cage, Cage was injured for a bit, so it's been on the shelf for a while. Yeah. Brett, Brian Cage. Team Taz did the whole CM Punk thing, didn't they? Like, sort of spin the wheel as well, caged on the shelf. So, yeah, but the thing with that is, is they teased Punk and Starks, which was like, well, exactly. give us Punk and Starks because that's a really fucking exciting match. I mean, that's going to be the next one. Yeah, look, look at that. Yeah. Look at yeah. that. So, we got Hogs versus Punk last week. So, anyway, so yeah, this, this match was, this was fine. It was a fun street fight. Um, obviously, Cage just throws Starks all over the place for a bit, which is fine, which is good fun. I like how Starks gets in with the chair first and like, Cage stands on it as he comes to the ring. He's like, nah, mate, no, you're not doing that. I think it's beats it from pillar to post. Uh, Got Star- a mo- well, Starks, didn't he? Yeah. Game out, fucking hell. Uh, Starks hit a lovely little turn of DDT at some point. Oh, he, hits him with a, he hits him with a pool cue, like in the stomach, and then he like he lands up like a pool shot on his face and goes like jabs him in the face with a cue, which, yeah. <laughs> which I really pop for. That was again, I mean, man, Stark got charisma. He makes things a thin. Yeah. It it was it was cool, like the fact that for the most part of this match as well, Starks did have cage in peril. Yeah. yeah. I mean he used weapons, but that's the point of the match, isn't it? You know, he hits oh. him with a chain, hits cage in the face, oh. leg drops a trash can lid on him. Um right, swatting him with that trash can lid. Yeah. We're, we're all meant to feel petty for him. Nope. Every every time every time I see a trash can now in AEW, I, I just feel I just feel like bad things are gonna happen. Oh, after like Lance Eddie Kingston. <laughs> yeah. After Lance Archer hit uh, Mox in the heart with it repeatedly. And then Kingston just like creased it around Archer's body. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, yeah, I, it's weird that Brian Cage isn't that like, it's it's almost as if as soon as he started tweeting about his dick, I just went, yeah, fuck that guy. He's a bit of a dickhead, didn't he? Yeah. His wife didn't really help him either. No, it's a, it's like when Seth Rollins was meant to be a babyface, and he started tweeting about how he earns more money than Will Ospreay. It's like Will Ospreay's an asshole, but that's a bit more of a dickhead dickhead thing to do, isn't it? Go, like, yeah, but my wallet's bigger than yours, yeah, it's, mate. It's a, it's, exactly. a bit, it's a bit Tory, yeah. isn't it? You know, I'm yeah. better because I get paid more. Yeah, no, that's not how it works. Yeah. He's yeah, there's some good bits where um, Kay just levels Ricky with a trash can, then slams him like into he drops him like on his stomach onto the can, which looked horrible. Yeah, yeah, because he like landed on like the lip of the can, didn't he? Yeah, it didn't didn't look great. It wasn't like the middle bit; it was like the lip, so it looked like even worse. And then Hook comes in with the FTW title. Um, Cage ducks it, and he hit, Cage hits Hook. I love. I love the way that Taz on commentary was like, get Hobbs out of here, get Hobbs out of here. 
And Jericho went, why don't you send Hook? And then Taz's like, send Hook! <laughs> send Hook, send Hook! <laughs> and then Hook just comes down and got a big pop. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Starks hits Cage with the belt, hits a spear, Cage kicks out. Um, is that when Starks goes mad and starts hitting Cage with all that pipe? Yeah. Yeah, but Cage no sells the first one because he doesn't realise what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> That's a bit, a bit of improv from Stark. Yeah. Um, then Stark goes for another spear. Uh, Cage moves out the way and Stark spears a chair in the corner. Is that what busts him open? Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I, did someone not mention this? You know. Yes, uh, Joe mentioned it, and I I saw it as well. To be fair. Yeah. It was just it was just badly shot. Like so Stark before he did the spear got the blade out of his wrist tape. Right. But he was like clearly on shot doing it. Like he didn't change the camera angle, he just had him doing it. It was like what are you doing? <laughs> uh yeah, so then Cage hits a big discus clothesline for a two count. Then Hobbs gets up on the apron, Cage nails him. He goes to suplex Hobbs, Lear Hook comes in and low blows him. And then somehow, somehow. Starks piss and blood everywhere. Rochambeau's cage. Yeah. And but that's good for the win. The way they shot that as well, it reminded me of... Um, obviously, there's a lot of comparisons with Starks and The Rock. It did remind me of when like The Rock was like the corporate champ and he'd get like, his ass absolutely handed to him. He's pissing blood. And yeah. you'd, have, like, you'd have the corporation holding him up. The way they had like uh, Hook and Hobbs like, holding him up. Yeah, yeah, as he, as he, like, as he bails out, he's it, yeah. he can barely like stand up on his own, like of his own volition. And Taz comes down and he's like, "Yeah, hold up the belt," and like starts just like <laughs> I'm fucking out of it. He doesn't know where he is. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I feel like I feel like this could have been like the kind of turning point for Starks, maybe getting a bit more of a push. Yeah, because if it feels it feels like they were they've been pushing him and they want to get him like elevate him like. I know a lot of people have said that he's kind of like the unofficial, like all the pillar in the four pillars. Yeah, but I mean, if he, he, if he it's it's just because he wasn't there. Yeah, he wasn't there. He just wasn't there for yeah. the start. Wasn't yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, he's he's they're certainly hiring him. They lift. They literally right. left him, you know, standing tall at the end of the show with the camera on him. Yeah. So, but I feel like this is kind of going to move him up the card a bit more. Like now he's got now he's got that Brian Cage stank off him. Yeah, maybe maybe, maybe, he takes a, maybe he takes a trip into the title limit tournament. We don't who's, who's to know. I yeah. I can see him taking the belt off Sammy myself. I mean, if it's it'd be nice because he's kind of he's in there with the FTW title, which is kind of it's not a real mm. title, not a recognized title. Um, it'd be nice to see him go towards a, a proper a proper inverted commas uh, AW title at some point. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it'd be a good challenge of Ackman as well. Well, down the line, maybe yeah. That, yeah, that's <laughs> let's not jump. Let's not jump straight to the head of the queue. He's gonna, <laughs> we we know we know what's gonna go. Hobbs is taking the belt off off Hangman. Hold it forever. I mean, we didn't that, that cut out weirdly. So yeah, it's probably, uh, it's, it's, yeah. probably it's probably for the best. We're not blaspheming. Right, so that's the end of the rampage review. After again. Really good episode. Rampage. An hour is. I say this every week, but an hour is just fucking perfect. I watched this on Sunday morning while I was having breakfast, and it was great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, good Very times. Uh, right. Any highs and lows? Jay, do you want to go first? Yeah. Um. My high was Punk and Garcia. It was really good. 
was very, very good. Uh, no lows for me, though. I thought it was, okay. a, it was a perfectly fine. perfectly proportioned show. Uh, Aaron? Um, I think my high is going to be the same. Garcia and Punk. Uh, I've got a low. It's going to be Lucha Bros versus Acclaimed. Uh, Lucha Bros, they're very good. Uh, the Acclaimed, they're all right, but I didn't have an interest in this and it wasn't it was it was it was on the background but I just kept like not paying attention to it. Oh, fair enough. I'm gonna have I'm gonna say I'm gonna say no lows because I enjoyed everything that was on here. And I'm actually gonna go for the Philly Street Fight as my high. I, I really enjoyed it. I, I like I like a little this was just enough um like weaponry nonsense to make it compelling but not too much to make it like it become its own thing. You know what I mean? So it sort of still felt like it belonged on a, re- a proper wrestling show, as opposed to like a deathmatch show, and you know that. It was a hardcore match, as opposed to a deathmatch. Yeah, but it was, and it's, it's, yeah. it was, a, it was a bit old school, like in it's, in it's, in the way they booked it and everything. And I enjoyed that it. it was a bit yeah. like old school WWF hardcore matches, but that, before it went nuts and everyone like went all over the building, like it was just good, focused in the ring, weapons being used, and it, everything felt like it was there for a reason. So yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed that. And yet, no, no lows because for me, it's really hard to get a low out of a one-hour show because everything's so tight, and it's. I thought everything here was. Deserve to be here. It was all perfectly paced and placed. Yeah. Right. So yeah, that's gonna do it for. Oh no, I have questions real quick before we. Uh, ooh, ooh, we, we might have one. We've got just just one question. Just, just one. Question. Just one. Just one. Rainmaker. Same amount of questions as it takes rainmakers to end Will Osprey. Oh, is, um, is it all? Is it all the questions about Budge? All capitals. No, there is no questions about Budge. Um, so if you, uh, one, one thing I want to throw in uh, very quickly, if you haven't seen this with PTA, John Silver and Alex Reynolds, they're, they're doing like a WWE creative angle where they, last week they told Adam Cole to cut his hair. This week they're suggesting like new names for him. And one of them they suggested was just Budge or Capitals. Yeah, you know, for a fact, next week it's going to be you're going to, we want you to manage 10 or something. Yeah. Um, so yeah. apparently someone told Adam Cole today on stream it's all about the Budge and apparently the face he made was a picture. <laughs> I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna check it out in a minute. Um, All right, going to the mailbag. Yes, yeah, so it's so just Faye says, "Who are your picks for the Eliminator tournament?" I mean, that's just it's just a one question, but it's a it's a good and it's a big one. Um, so let's just say, just we'll have to pick the whole thing because I don't know how many people are going to be in it. Just say who just pick like say four guys you think might be in it, and then who you think is going to win it. Mox, Darby, MJF, and probably Cole. And you think Mox wins it? I think Mox wins. Okay. No, nah, I think I, I can see MJF winning it, you know. So Jen Kenny's beating Hangman then. I don't know. I think I think Mox or MJF either would be a good first challenger for Hangman. Mox would be a good one to keep Hangman strong in the title run, but I feel like in my head I still think Hangman might have oh, a short. There's so many ways you can go because like you can put Cole in there and like that can be his like his big moments to like bring the belt back to the elite, like he, he's gonna do it, and like he has to like, like be like part of like the schism between him and Kenny, and then he can fail, and then that can like drive the division even further. If you're gonna go down that like thing, I think this might be the time to strap the rocket to Wardlow, stupid sexy Wardlow, and have him win it, and have him fail to beat Hangman, and then that's when him and MGF can fully go on like the the bit start the split. You were supposed to win it for me, or something I, like that. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I feel like um, I feel like MJF is 
going to win the belt and lose it to Wardlow at some point. I mean, you could you, 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 could have it, you could also have MGF win it, but I think it's a bit too soon to like directly. Yeah, so I think it's too telegraphing to have MGF win it, and mm. then I mean, Mox makes sense because Mox winning it would not telegraph the results of the main event. Yeah, it would make sense as well in a few ways because they've they've already teased it in the ladder match and it got like a monster pop, similar to like in the Money in the Bank when they had AJ and it. Shinsuke like have to stare down and then yeah, fight for because, a bit. Because like if I mean I don't know if I think he could, but if MGF wins the tournament, then it telegraphs that Kenny's winning the title. The uh, Hangman's winning the title, sorry. Mm, true. Because you wouldn't put MGF yeah. up against Kenny because they're both the, the, the two top yeah, guys. Me. And it it would make more sense for it to be Mox still gives you ambiguity because either the guy either Kenny or Hangman could feud with Mox for the title. Yeah. Mm, that being said though. They did also have Kenny win the tournament last year. And then obviously Which boosted his ego and then it started that whole Yeah. I mean what if what, what if what if Daniels obviously wins it? obviously Kenny was a heel when he won the tournament last year, was what I mean. So like yeah. I don't think that that asked about telegraphing it. Yeah. Because everyone already knows. I mean Kenny wasn't fully a heel when he won it. Like because he, you know, he didn't. He didn't officially turn until he hit no, the, the heel turn was when he beat Moxie, but everyone knew it was coming. Yeah, That's what I mean. Yeah, I mean, you could you could have Punk in there, you could have Danielson in there, any of the new guys. You know, Danielson would Daniel be really interesting. Daniel and Brian Danielson would be really interesting because that you'd think that a telegraph a rematch with Kenny, but then they could just pull the trigger on Hangman and have him fight Hangman, which would be fine. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's 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 so hard to, to pick, and that's why it's so so exciting. Yeah, but then also what you've got to remember is last year they had loads of wild card picks as well, didn't they? Yeah, like they had Janella and Sonny Kiss in there. They had them. Um, uh, you could put an Eddie Kingston there. You could put a Ten in there. You could put, you know, uh, a Lance yeah, Archer. You could. I mean, you could have Miro going a tear through, couldn't you? Oh, Miro be good. Miro yeah, be there's just so many. Like I. Like, Nasty yeah. man, you could put in there to, to like just go on a rip through it, which would be great. Yeah, I I think Mox or MJF are the two ones I feel are going to be like the sort of locks to either be in the final or win it. Yeah, they they feel like the most logical to me, but that's just me. Oh yeah, so I mean, there's certainly plenty, plenty getting on with it. Like, like I say, it's just so exciting that. We don't have a clue. <laughs> like, there's no, there's no like obvious pick. Like, I mean, Mox, Spice it up. Yeah, I mean, Adam I Cole wins a tournament. Low blows everyone on his way to victory. <laughs> Adam Cole just dick kicking his way to the top. The question is, once Adam Cole's won it at full gear, will he go face Kenny Omega or will he go face Hangman? Will there be dissension in the rankings? Who knows? I mean, you could, you could, you could, you could I mean, you could build up with already dissension. Then you could have Cole like hanging over the Kenny in the main event, like and that yeah. distracts Kenny, and like that gets Hangman the win. Yeah. Oh, mate, it's just like I said, it's just, <laughs> it's just this is so many possibilities, and it's awesome, and I can't wait to see it all happen. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, oof, full gear is going to be a banger in it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, especially because uh, we've also got a probable debut there as well. I mean. And it's also on a Saturday night, so we can all go full in. Yeah. Well, the, some of us can. You and Workman? I don't know, yeah. 
Fuck it off. As long as you don't turn up, be all right. I, well, I'd I'd booked it off and then I'd got put in and I'm now moving stores, so I don't know what my hours are. <laughs> so, Fair enough. Uh, right. Yeah, I think that's going to wrap us up for this week then. Um, yeah. Well, thanks very much for everyone who put in the question. Thanks for putting that question in. Uh, thank you everyone for listening. I uh, hope you all enjoyed your AEW Dynamite and Rampage this week. Don't forget, we've got um, Rampage is the next show. There's no Dynamite on Wednesday. It's Rampage on Friday this week, Dynamite on Saturday. So we'll be back around this time next week with the review of both of them. Just flip the other way around. But yeah, so until then, we will see you all very soon. Thanks for listening and we'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Did you hear that Will Hobbs shovels driveways during the winter? His business goes, plow your house, Hobbs. I hate you. <laughs> and now a word from our sponsors. Do you like beer? Of course you do. Do you like wrestling? You wouldn't be here if you didn't. Check out topropebrewing.com, our very own Big Tasties brewery. They do a great deal of wrestling-themed beers, including Cold Stone Cream Austin Ice Cream Pale Ale and Papa Mango Mango Pale Ale also. They also do an array of T-shirts, masks, cans, and mini kegs. Check out toprobrewing.com, or if you live in the Liverpool area, go to the Brew Tap in Bootle. And thatchface.com, where if you've got a minging beard, you can get beard balms, oils, and grooming kits. They also do apparel. If you put whatever you want in your basket, and then go, Aaron, where do you get your discount? You go into the promo code at the bottom, type in UWP20 for 20% off. And proceeds of your purchase do go to test out your cancer charities.